Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you? I'm really well. How are you? Good. A little bit. This is a little bit of a different podcast because you're actually sitting at your in your office, home office. Yes, I am. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting in the studio, and it's no one else here. It's very quiet and very eerie. But this is all because obviously social distancing, and it's just uh, you know it's just so hard now to kind of do face to face stuff. It is, it is. We're quite fortunate because things are looking like they may relax, but we're still unsure about to what level. So we're, we're kind of confined to doing this in our own homes, aren't we? Exactly. And, and the good thing technology allows us to do, you know, to be yeah. able to record this. And, you know, we're basically, you're on, you know, we're doing this through a telephone call, basically, that we, and then we're recording the, the phone call. So, so yeah, which so, is really interesting. <laughs> so so for our listeners, if it sounds a little bit different, that's the reason why it sounds different because we're not using our normal studio setup, relying on the iPhones and whatnot to pick a, pick us up and do that. So yeah, yeah. interesting. So I think, yeah, like you said, the, the you know, we're hoping that some of the restrictions will be list, lifted soon, but I still think we're some time off before we get back to a normal normal situation. Yeah, I agree. Sadly, there's a lot of us out there that do work where we have a lot of contact with people and that looks like it may not may not um, restart for quite some time. So we're just kind of waiting with bated breath, I guess, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Hey, so what we're going to be talking about today is is what to do if someone steals your images. Now, mm. you, you've just had this experience where you've had somebody and you can, you can kind of tell us the story of what's happened. Yeah, yeah. So I was contacted by uh, a past a past client of mine, and someone has been using images that we we photographed together, and they've been putting them on their social media account and displaying products that were photographed in the image as if they were their own. So this is a completely separate third party that uh, didn't even know existed until the other day, um, and unfortunately they've they've stolen an image and they're. They're using it as if it's their own. Yep. So that was some eagle-eye friend had spotted that. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was um, actually the lovely lady that that we photographed the products for. So she's she's found it on another site. Yep. And she's she's asked them politely to to change the details. When I've taken it one step further, I've asked them to actually remove the image because they don't have permission to use it. That's right. I mean, and that's exactly right. You you hold the copyright on that image. and, and That's right. And the fact that they're now using it. But the other thing is, I suppose, really, are they being a bit fraudulent because they're trying to use that to represent like another product that's not... Absolutely, absolutely. So the product that was photographed wasn't one of theirs um, and they're displaying it as if it was. So we, we don't know if their product is the same, similar, a little bit different. You have no idea. So they're fraudulently taking images and displaying it as their own. Yeah, which which under right. which under a lot of the um, trade practice rules, quite um, serious offence if you kind of yeah. misrepresent a product, use, a, mm-hmm. use a, like a different product and then supply another product that's actually... Lesser quality, so people see the, see that product in the in the image and go, oh, that looks really good. I want to purchase yeah. that. Yeah. And when they get yeah. it, it's not exactly like how they saw it. So that's so, exactly right. That, yeah. So what steps have you taken up to this point? So you've been made aware so, of it. 
Yeah, so I was made aware of it um, and then I contacted the company via uh, Instagram because that was the platform that it was showcased on. Yes, yep. Um, so I contacted them via direct message and they haven't responded. So it's been it's been several days now. Yep. Um, I've escalated it by putting a comment underneath the post, which was something I didn't really want to do because yep. it's just, it's to, in my mind, it, it it does it doesn't need to go that far. No, you want to you, um, you want to try and resolve this quite um, absolutely. Yeah, because you know it it can be as simple as they just weren't aware of what the right way to do things yep. is. So you know, it's, and look, I think your your first point of contact there was was the right thing to do was to contact them privately and say, hey, do you realise this image is um, not available for you to use? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll take it one step further because I know other people, friends of mine, have had that same situation and what they actually do have done in that and says, look, realise that you may not have realised this, this image has got copyright, but if you like the image, I can send you an invoice and I can give you rights to use that image for this particular purpose and actually send them an invoice. Mm. Uh, um, mm. And then I've had people who've actually been successful. And they've actually Really? Yes. Gosh. They've paid, That's awesome. They've paid, they've paid the invoice. Well, the other, That's fantastic. Well, well, the other thing, they're just going to completely ignore you and, yes. and they just don't care. They're just going to use it regardless and it's going to, it's going to fall on deaf ears. That's exactly right. So, so on advice from, from yourself, because I spoke to, to you about it, you've got a little bit more knowledge than myself, which is great to have networks um, that you can tap into for advice and guidance. Um, so I've now reported it to Instagram in the hope that, that they – they get it um, removed. That's right. So for, for most people out there, if you see something, someone's used one of your images on the social media platforms, that there is a process where you can go and report that post and there's a couple of things like you can go drill down and it's intellectual property violation, copyright. Mm-hmm. And so basically you send that off and then the social media platform will come back to you at some point and usually give a decision. I mean, I've reported lots of posts on social media for just being inappropriate yeah um, some of the, some of the content is not kind of appropriate or it or, or it's not it, it's very much skewed it's mm. not tr- not truthful they're trying to use an mm-hmm. image to say something that that's not mm. I, i've been pretty lucky that i haven't had i've had one or two images that people have kind of borrowed um and then realized that no they shouldn't have but, yes. it, but there's, there's a few things what you try and do obviously if someone's got it on on Instagram and you, it doesn't matter really what resolution you post at because if they just take a screenshot of it and post it on Instagram, mm-hmm. it'll it'll still display okay at their end. They won't be able to print it. Yeah. So it's there's two different, I suppose, two different schools of thought. One school of thought yeah. is you put the lowest resolution image you can for that medium, um, so that you're not producing a really high res. Most social medias will, will compress the image anyway to fit their format. So those mm-hmm. images don't print very well. So people can't really lift that image and go and print it and put it in a magazine or a billboard or something. It's just not going to work. The resolution's no. not there. But unfortunately, most of them just want it for social media, which is you don't you don't actually need a very high resolution image to look good on social media. So that's right. That's that's right. that's the danger. And look, it's so easy for people to, like I said, just see something and steal it. So, mm, mm. So and it's 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 really unfortunate because there is. There's hardworking vendors out there that pay professionals to create photo shoots for them. They they pay makeup artists. They it takes it can take weeks to organise some of these shoots and get them all finalised and completed. And it's really unfortunate that people out there just think they have a right to to lift these images. It's it's 
it's not fair. It's I not think, right. I think one of the biggest problems with um, images being stolen, uh, people don't understand that it, what an image is. An image is a commodity mm. that you create. Mm. So you create it and it's something that you can trade. So you can you can sell your services or you can sell that image you know, That's exactly right. per license. Like, yeah. you know, I've got images on Getty. So Getty manages all those images for me and basically they sell those images onto people um, mm-hmm. and people buy them and, you know, there's different types of licensing they can buy. But and when you got like an image for Getty, Getty are pretty good if someone does get on there and try and lift it, they'll jump on yeah. them pretty pretty hard. But like That's I said, good to know. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, but in the social media where most of this stuff happens, it's it's very difficult to police it. Really, you do need yeah. to. You, you just it's more luck that someone sees it and, and brings your attention to it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because at the end of the day, we're photographers, and that's how we make our living. If people aren't going to buy our images, we can't make a living. No, you know, if they're going to steal them. Well, it's like if you think about it this way, this and someone would think very differently about, say, for instance, an artist. If an artist sat down with a canvas and they painted a, a picture. And mm-hmm. then they put that, you know, piece of artwork down somewhere in public while they went and got a coffee or whatever. You know, is someone likely to come along and go, oh, I like that picture, I'm just going to take it and physically pick it up and walk off of it? It wouldn't be right, would it? Well, it wouldn't be right. They're, they're stealing it. But see, the difference is it's it's all about perception because people don't see something that you put on Instagram as being an actual tactile physical object. If it's a physical mm. object like a print... Or a painting, I think people have a very different would have a very different approach to using that. Yeah, they would. They absolutely would. So it's yeah, I agree with you there. It's really hard because it's not a tactile object. No, it's not a tactile object, and it's almost like people think it it's a victimless crime. I think that's what people mm. think. Oh, no one got hurt, you know. Um, yeah. Type of thing, you know. I, yeah. I was doing a campaign for X Y Z, and I found this picture, and it kind of fitted. It's um. Oh, so I just used it. I mean, yeah. I mean, and there's a difference too. I mean, I get approached quite often for some images. People have, I've got images that have been used on book covers and all types of things where people have approached me. Mm-hmm. And depending on, so I normally like to hear their backstory. So, you know, like there was a, there was a girl in America. She wrote this book. She'd actually seen a, a sun, a sunrise shot I'd taken of the sun rising up over the ocean in Singapore a few years back. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, so it was, it was a lovely image. It was a thing anyway. She'd seen it. She'd been a follower of me on social media anyway. She saw it and she said, look, I've just written my first book. I'd love this picture. I'd love to use this. I'd love, you know, purchase or whatever. And I said, what's the book? Is it kind of, she said, oh, it's kind of a help book. It's, I'm not trying to make money out of it, da, 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 da. And I said, fine. I said, um, I'll, I'll send you a copy that's of high enough resolution to be printed to go onto a book cover you know, under a Creative Commons. All you, all you need to do is acknowledge me as the photographer in the book somewhere, um, which she said, no problem whatsoever. So sometimes, like I said, you know, if you approach a photographer and depending what, what you're doing, if they go, oh, look, I'm going to make squillions of money, squillions of dollars out of this book, my approach would have been a very different approach. <laughs> I would have said, that's, yeah. that's fine. Um, that image will cost you, you know, a thousand bucks. Um, yeah. To to use it as on the book cover, so mm. so I think it's it's sometimes people who steal images may have should have maybe just asked the photographer and said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm, I'm doing this for this, and it's just like for a 
not for profit or I'm trying to help out something, you know, can I use the image? And, and a lot of photographers will go, yeah, under that situation, yeah, I'll let yeah, you use absolutely. it. absolutely. I'm pretty sure that I've supplied images in the past for things like that and not given it a second thought. No, that's right because you've actually, you've been completely uh, in the loop. You've actually know how the image is going to get used and you do have a little bit of control. And Look, one of the problems obviously too when people steal the image, you've got no control where it, where it ends up. That's exactly so, right. So, so that image could be used to promote something that's you're quite against, and this is mm. this is one of the, I suppose, the moral dilemmas of of some of the stock image libraries that that the images that I submit, I've got no control how they might be used. So they could yes. be they could be used in a campaign of something that could be something that I'm opposed to, mm-hmm. um, because you know pictures can be interpreted in many different ways. That's right. But you don't have any control over that. So, and I know that some people have said, oh, look, I've, you know, other Getty contributors said, oh, I saw my image, it was used in this particular ad. I'm, geez, I'm not, not a big fan of that. But at the end of the day, you, you, you're, selling, you're selling a commodity. So, you know, it's like a jar of coffee. Yeah. You, you, you can't dictate who drinks that coffee. Right. You know, someone yeah. someone could buy the coffee and just tip it down the sink if they wanted to. Like it's you got no <laughs> control over. We've done that when we've had a bad one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's it. Damn, when you get that jar of Nescafe and it hasn't got the forty three beans in it, it's really disappointing. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's it's quite an unfortunate thing when it happens, but but I, I everything you're saying quite resonates. Yeah, like I said, and I think that's the main thing for people to understand is. You know, as a photographer, you want to protect your work. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the general rule of thumb is is what you try and do. Obviously, if everything is, if you're emailing out um, proofs or prints for a client or, or someone, that you always send them out in the lowest resolution you can go down to without making it look like it was taken on a on a Lego camera or something. Um, <laughs> so you you kind of limit your exposure there that you're putting these images out that potentially can't get copied easy the other thing is yeah. there's nothing wrong with that instant having your watermark all over it so i mean a couple of things obviously if you're sharing images around like low resolution watermarked is is a mm. great is a great way even like i said watermark's not a foolproof get out of jail card because people can crop the image and just you know depending because most I, I don't know about you but i don't if you put an image and you put the watermark like some people smack in the middle and, mm-hmm. and if you're trying to get someone to, you know, look at that image and, you know, see if they like that image or whatever, quite often that can just ruin the mood. Like you just, you've just lost it straight away because you've got. Yeah, to... you're right. You're absolutely right because there's nothing worse than a big filthy watermark in the middle of your image. Well, that or... that, that becomes the focal point. So that's where your it eye does. your eye goes straight to that. Mm-hmm. I t- I tend to put my watermark down the bottom, usually mm-hmm. usually in the bottom right hand corner, and and I yes. use, and I usually. The method I use, I use Photoshop. I don't typically use Lightroom very much. But I yeah. pretty much do all my stuff in Photoshop. But I've yeah. just I've just made a brush. So my watermark is, and that's a little tip for people that if people are looking it's a great at great idea, yeah. So you can actually go and make a brush, and you can add it to your to your brushes. And any time, brilliant idea, yeah. And any time you've finished the image and you want to watermark it, the other great thing about having it as a brush, you can change the the um, uh, intensity of the brush. So if you, I typically put them on about twenty five percent, and you can, and because it's a brush, you've got all the colours of the of the you know the, the palette there. Basically, you can 
You can have a, a white watermark if it's a darker image. You can have a black watermark if it's a lighter image. So you can change the the colour of the watermark if you use it as a brush because basically you just go in, select the brush, and you go and select this colour, and then you select that brush type and your watermark, and bingo, you've got a... Uh, and you can control the size as well. So, you know, you can control how big the watermark is or how small it is. So Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I used to do that early on in my career with my images. I, I'd have a watermark and I'd change the colour of it depending on what the what was happening in the image. Yeah, that's right. I mean, sometimes sometimes it just it just helps it to be more subtle if you change mm-hmm. the colour, whereas, you yes. know, um, sometimes, I mean, you might change it like so on a on a, an, an image where you might you might end up with kind of it just being grey basically, so it's it, right. it's visible but it's not it's not popping at you, so it's yes. not, not um, in your face type of thing. So that's something practical people can do. Like I said, that low resolution, put a watermark, try and control the images best you can. But like I said, once they go out on social media, they say once it's on the internet. It's, yeah, it's, it's really, really difficult, really difficult. And normally I would let it go. I wouldn't actually take it this far because people would normally, they would usually just reply and apologise. They'd say, I'm so sorry, you know, we'll yeah, take I didn't, it down I, I didn't or we'll provide but the right credits. But it sound, sounds more and more like these people knew exactly what they were doing. The fact, yes. that, the fact that they haven't responded to your comment and the fact that they haven't responded to your direct message to start with indicates to me that they were aware that, that they, yeah, they shouldn't be. Yeah, which is really unfortunate that there's people like that out there. It's and look, very unfortunate. And look, I know at the moment, look, it's the temptation is, is, and this is something that's really bad for photographers with the whole COVID-19 thing that, you know, photographers are now all struggling to, to even yeah. even get a gig, that, something they can even shoot to make any money. So yeah. the temp, and I know businesses are struggling as well, but... It's, this is not the time for businesses to go out and start stealing stuff. Like that's no excuse. No. That fact, oh, well, we, you know, our marketing budget, we've sales have dropped by 50%, so our marketing budget, budget's gone. I can't afford a photographer, but, oh, i just take this image I've found. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. And it's even worse if, if you have a client that's paid for that image that, and well, then it's being taken from, from their account or whatnot. Like that's even worse because you, you also need to protect your clients as well. Oh, it looks exactly because, like I said, if something's misrepresented, and it can be, you know, it's it's, it's the portraying this, and then somebody's actually buys that product, and they go, "Oh, I bought X Y Z. I saw it there, but geez, when I actually got it, it looked rubbish." I mean, I don't know anyone who's bought anything off Wish. I mean, I'm not a Wish purchasing <laughs> of Wish, but I've got a lot of friends who go, "Oh, bought this thing on Wish. It was only like two dollars," and when they get it, they realise. It looked great in the picture. <laughs> you know why it was two dollars. <laughs> yeah, when you get it, you know exactly why it was two dollars. Because, because yes. <laughs> as we know, as photographers, we can make anything look fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know, the, yes. The old the, there's 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 a saying you know you, people say oh you can't polish a turd, but, <laughs> but you can you can roll it in glitter. <laughs> Right. I love that. I love it. So there you go. That'll be, that's that's a, a good one. That's your little gem of the day tip. <laughs> it's a brilliant one. <laughs> so look, the it is something, like I said, people need to be mindful of. And look, I know there's some people who just say, I do not post anything on social media because I don't want my images stolen. And that's mm. fair enough. And, and, that's, and look, the reality is the tighter you hold on to your images – you know, 
then people aren't going to be steal them. But it's a catch twenty two because you need people to, need to see them to, you need to purchase promote, your services. Yeah. yeah, you need to promote yourself. And it was interesting. I, I was listening to another podcast actually yesterday, and it's a, it's a photography podcast from the states. And but they were yeah. talking about sometimes you need to put stuff out there, and you don't know what the consequences can be because. By putting any, there was a couple of examples how people had put out some, had sent some photos into a magazine, and they end up getting. Uh, this person was never had never had any published work, but they'd done a series of pictures and they sent it into a magazine, and the magazine really liked it and said, "This is great. We're actually going to run this, and we're actually going to give you the cover." And as a result of that, that photographer, by getting the cover, then was seen in a gallery in China, who then wanted that photographer to do. Uh, an exhibition, and, just, and it just oh, sno- amazing! It, it snowballed that the fact. That's amazing. That, so, unfortunately, that's how people get discovered. Is you need to put your work out. If you if you keep all your work hidden, locked away on your computer, so no one ever sees it. No one will ever see how how talented you are, exactly. or, or how creative you can be. It's yeah, it's it, it's a it's, it's a disservice to yourself. <laughs> it's a it's that classic catch twenty two situation. Yeah. You know, um, if you if you don't put it out there, or like I said, and look, when clients, you know, they want to put that those images out there because that's the reason that they got you to do the images because they want to promote those products. So, so I think the thing is one 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 thing is I suppose what you got to look at is some I know some people who've had images stolen who've got quite distressed by it. They've been quite upset, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know, and I. I understand that because they've put their heart and soul creating these things and then someone's just come along and stole them. Yeah, and it's not a pleasant process to have to instigate as well, like asking someone, no, not you, you don't have to ask because it's, it's your property anyway, like it's your intellectual property. That, that's right, but I think the thing is at some point there's some battles you can win and there's some battles you can't win. So you can take things so far and even going legal, I mean if that, per, if that company's overseas... From a legal standpoint, very difficult, very difficult to to try and sue them or do something. It can happen. And I know mm. I know of a case where someone took a photo and then which was a belonged to a photographer in the States and then a company here used it on a product and it was pu- Oh, you're kidding. It was pure chance that the photographer found out about it. Because the company was quite a wealthy company, they went after them. And they said, in the end, I think they they end up spending fifty thousand US pursuing it, and then to wow. get, they got they got their they won back you know expenses claims type of stuff, but it was six months of their life, a lot of drama, and then they didn't they didn't really make money like they didn't make money out of it. They did it more as a principal thing, but they said they'd never do it again. Like they would just let it go. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because yeah. because it was such a taxing thing on on their lives, and it just consumed them. It consumed them for six months. So that that's something to remember as well. As I know, it's upsetting and that type of stuff. But sometimes you can you do what you can and report it to social media. Hopefully, social media platforms will then take it down or take the account down. You know, because if they're stealing your photos, they're probably stealing other people's photos. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it it is is like I get what you're saying as well. Sometimes it's just easier to let it go because it's not worth 
worth pursuing financially and mentally, but it's just so unfortunate to find yourself in a situation. Oh, look at this. Has. It's it's very disheartening. Uh, like I said, it's, yeah. you know, it's almost like someone's, for a photographer, it's like someone's broken into the house and actually stolen, physically stolen something and taken it exactly, away. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's the that's the reality. But but people who who are non-creative don't necessarily get that feeling no. about it. Like I said, they just think it's a victimless crime. And look, and there is, and and the thing that the thing that's annoying now is there is so many free stock libraries out there, right? Where you can just go and get stock images for nothing. Like they've there's photographers who are just who have just created images, and they're purely just happy to put them up there for someone to see their name. This was John Smith took this picture and then you can take that picture and you can do anything you like with it. And John Smith, yes. you know, there's this, this images on the net that are totally royalty-free, you know, do what you do what you may with them. And But people, like I said, can go and get an image and do it that way and then they're not upsetting anybody, but they don't. Don't know why. Yes. Yes, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. I think people are lazy. Um, they've been, you know, like with, there was probably some hashtags in that photo that actually led them to finding it on Instagram. Yes. So that's a way. I mean, obviously, we all know that if you're wanting, if, if you want to see pictures of diamond wedding rings, you're going to type in hashtag diamond wedding rings and you're going to get all these images that are going to come up that have that. Um, hashtag in them. Yes. So it is easy for someone if they're looking for a bit, if you, you know, you could do this search now and say, I want to find a, I don't know, particular type of cake. You might want a heart cake or something, right? Someone's created a heart cake, so you want a picture of a heart cake. So you could search for that. I guarantee you're going to find somewhere there's, there's going to be a picture of a heart-shaped cake that you can then, oh, great, I can just copy this and use that. Fantastic. So Yes. I love a good heart-shaped cake. I need a cake. I've been a cake in ages. Everyone, everyone needs a cake. Well, flowers, this is this is a little side diversion. But in isolation, a lot of people now have gone back to home cooking. So have you noticed like it's near impossible to get flour and, and cooking yes, stuff? Yes, and yeast. Yes. And I went looking for a loaf tin the other day. Yep. Couldn't find one. Yep, yep. <laughs> All sold out. We, we, we've got a friend of ours who's um, they're an elderly couple who – uh, one's in the, he's in his eighties and his wife, she's, you know, late seventies. And since lockdown, we've been supplying them with stuff, dropping stuff off, anything they need, we've just been getting from them. So they haven't, they haven't left their house and we just basically knock on the door, leave it at the door and go. But they've, they've just recently, because we said to them, you, you're eligible to sign up to use like one of the online shopping services. Anyway, um, they, they did. They did it. They they registered and they've used, you know got online and they've got groceries. They end up getting and she she thought she said she was a bit cheeky. She ordered two bags of flour, not expecting to get two bags of flour. Oh, she got two bags of flour, so she she gave us one. She had, oh, a, lovely! Really here's a, nice. Here's, here's a present: bag of flour. Which like, hey. oh, I love it. That's the best kind of present at the moment. And a bag of yeast. Everyone needs a bag of yeast and and flour. Well, that's it. Well, Deb want my wife. <laughs> my wife wanted to make some quiche, and that's what she wanted some of the flour for. And then she and she wanted to make pancakes, and she's subsequently used turned the flour into other products now. So yeah, which is nice. fantastic. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, that was a bit of a side diversion. We are talking about. Really talking about 
copyrighted <laughs> images. We just needed to lighten the mood for a bit, and talking about cake is the perfect way. Well, that's right. <laughs> I know. I know that if I mention cake to Terry, <laughs> cake, chocolate, or beer, I'll get I'm a, there. I'll get a reaction <laughs> or cocktails. <Yes. laughs> oh my gosh, cocktails! Forgot about those. <laughs> <laughs> or you kill a dance. Or you. Or you'll kill a dance moves. But that's for another. Yeah, oh, that's for, that's for yeah, another podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> that's a whole podcast. So look. The, the advice I'd probably give people is, you know, protect where you can, like, but I mean, probably to the point that at some point someone is going to steal your image they and, are, and yeah. do, go through the process that, that are available to you as far as trying to get that, that right, that wrong right, you know I mean, within the platform. If it yes. doesn't, if it doesn't happen, then, and all, all the people aren't responding or whatever, I mean, it's not a, there's not a, a lot you do. I mean, obviously... You're not going to put an image up there too that probably share an image that's that's worth a lot of money. If you if you capture something that's really unique, you're probably not going to put it on social media. That's right. You know that's what I mean? Right. You're going to yeah go off and cash in on that image if you take an image that's kind of mm-hmm. has some type of significant value for whatever reason. So especially at the moment, we need all the money we can get. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So look, I hope everyone's doing. Um, well in lockdown I know it's very very difficult for photographers and you know just trying to encourage people to keep creating just keep plugging along and waiting and getting themselves ready for when we come out of this so yeah I can't wait for that day it's going to be amazing it is it is so look this has been a different bit of a different type of feel to this podcast because we normally bounce off each other because we see each other's body language but and it's really tough, I have to say. I'm finding it challenging. <laughs> it, it is a bit different because you must admit, like, you know, usually the podcasts for us, are, they, they become a little social thing. Terry will turn up, hey, you want coffee? Yeah, I'd love a coffee. Make coffee, Terry coffee, yeah, that's what I'm just thinking. I need to make a coffee for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, thanks, Terry. Until next time, enjoy. No worries. Thanks, Steve. It's been great talking to you today. Thanks. See you, Terry. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.